Hey, this is Alyssa. This is Josue. We're from the band Harper. And we listen to Portland Radio Project. This is Anthony Medici from Liquid Light. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. This is Haley Johnson. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. All right. Well, it is 7 o'clock, and it is a Wednesday, so you must be listening to the Portland Playlist. And there really isn't any snow now. Thank God. <laughs> so, so tired of it. So, 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 so tired of it. I think everybody is. We're finally thawing out. Well, hi, Terry. Hi, Veronica. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. You're, you um, are better. Last week you were having a little... Uh... Yes, I'm less mucusy. <laughs> Yes. Well, okay, I wasn't going to put it quite so well, graphically I there. <laughs> I went there. Hi, Laura. Hello. We have I am a so excited for our guest. Fabulous guest in the studio this evening. Please introduce yourself, young lady. <laughs> yeah. My name is Laura Ivancy. Hello, everyone. Yay. Thanks for having me. Whoa, I'm so oh excited. So Laura and I were talking because I know I have known Laura since she was a little kid. It seemed like. <laughs> I still am. She still is compared to me, that's for sure. But um, but yes, so I'm really excited for everybody to um, hear all about what Laura's been doing for the past year and a half because yes. um, following her over the years, there have been many faces, incarnations of this lovely lady's music. And the many faces, the many faces of Laura. Faces it was Eve, I think. It was the many faces of Eve or three faces she of Eve, right? Me. I don't yeah. Know. Anyway, we have three faces of Laura tonight, and um, I can't wait for everybody to hear it because I have seen you in many different genres. I, but when I first started hearing you, you were truly acoustic. And, um, and then I've heard you be bluesy. I've heard you do your electronica stuff, and it's just been really fun to watch. Yeah. So I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank yeah. you. It's fun. It's fun to do. <laughs> I think our listeners are going to be very pleased with what they hear. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. So as we always do here on the Portland Playlist, we'll spotlight a couple of the artist's influences, kind of hear where your sound has developed from. We'll hear some originals, which is some fantastic stuff. And first, you're hearing some of this stuff here first and only here, which is very exciting. A very interesting cover of a very good song. That's so right. Don't so that. Don't go away. Yeah. And then some, a couple of live tunes we're going to hear, too. A little, a little bit of a different play on some of the tracked songs that we're going to hear. Correct. So it's very exciting. Lots of good music to hear. And we are going to start things off with a little Annie DeFranco. You are listening to the Portland Playlist on Portland Radio Project 99.1 FM and PRP.FM. So, Laura, why those two songs? Talk to us a little bit about Pete Bernard and Ani DeFranco. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, the story that stands out in my mind about Ani, um, I was in college and I had picked up a guitar... uh, around that time. I think I was in California when I first picked up the guitar in my So you started playing guitar in college? Yeah. Wow. I was kind okay. of a late a late bloomer. Um and I uh, started <clears throat> learning covers and uh when I that was my sophomore year of college and then I transferred schools to Southern I went to Oregon Tech after that. I was playing basketball down there and then I transferred and played up here and um but the point is is just that I started at my first band like my junior senior year of college ever right (laughs) and I wrote my first song um and 
I think it was my senior year of college. So I, I was inspired to start writing my own music finally after I heard Ani's mm-hmm. untouchable face. For some reason, it just stabbed me. And I was like, wow, right. mm-hmm. like I'd never heard somebody talk so authentically about relationship, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so poetically, so honestly. And, you know, she was a, she's a little angry. <laughs> and I th- and I think just that I was too. A touch. Yeah, a touch. but she w- she's not hiding it. She's not right. hiding her darkness. She's right. just so vulnerable, laying and- it all out there. Yeah, bleeding for right. the world. Exactly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is what gets everybody to relate to her f- about because isn't she brings out everybody's feelings that they keep usually suppressed, right? Yes, and, and- she bring allows the freedom of it to come out. Yep. And let everybody know that they're not the only ones experiencing these things. Absolutely. <laughs> and and just also just she's talking about multiple dimensions of relationships that she's had. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you just didn't hear a lot of on the radio. No. And I was really like, wow, this is amazing. And I started becoming a little obsessed with her music and um, finding solitude in it because of that honesty. So that was her. And, and I think that... Um, you know, she's a great storyteller. She's sort of that original singer songwriter, mm-hmm. bard, um, Bob Dylan offshoot. Right. You know, so um, she credits Bob Dylan a lot. And I think that, you know, that storytelling element is something that I try to fuse into my acoustic mm-hmm. shows because not only does it set up the song and, and really connect people to your music, it helps set you up sure. and connect right. yourself to the music also. Right. Because all that stuff usually. If an artist is being honest, it comes from a really deep place Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and it might not always be um, demystified until you're talking about it yourself. Right. Right. (laughs) Which maybe you don't want to do, too, you know. Well, and I'm sure you have those at moments. Absolutely. <laughs> where you discover yeah. that, like, oh, maybe not. Maybe I said too much. Yeah. Totally depends on the I show. I think we all have that. We yeah. might just not all sing about it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, know? totally. And you're right not to. Yeah, exactly. Well, and one of the things that you said about yourself is that your music dances with the dark side. It's introspective and tells a story. So I very much see how mm-hmm. that connection Thank you. Is is so prevalent for yeah. you. Well, a lot of the stuff I've written is, I mean, all of it is autobiographical and, and it, it all kind of came from the therapy chair because I've been in therapy for a long time. Amen, sister. Just <laughs> because I like going. Uh, <laughs> it's not, you know, like. It's, there is nothing better than paying somebody to just listen to you talk. <laughs> yeah. And, and just, you know, there's spiritual, it's spiritual therapy. It's uh, shamanic. Right. It's uh, a mixture of a lot of modalities that I've been doing for a long time mm-hmm. and just really know myself really, really well now. And the songs have, have been sort of my diary yeah. of that process of knowing knowing myself and, and all these people that I've interacted with that have helped contribute mm-hmm. to those creations, their real life experiences that I hope will serve mm-hmm. to be cathartic for other people as well. Sure. You know, sure. well, I think one thing that I always liked about you when I, f- from the moment I first saw you was not only did I just love your voice and, um, and the stories that you told, but you have a way at a show of really connecting with your audience. Thank you. And, um, y- not to say, not that most people don't do that. I mean, a lot of artists do that, yes. But I think your, I don't know, your way of doing that is, is to me really unique. I mean, it just really is a, a very strong connection. You, you know, like it's kind of like this light that comes through and just grabs the audience member or whoever it is. And it's um, well said because that's how it feels to me. 
Oh, good. Too. Well, when that's what there. that is what's coming out. So it's like a light switch yeah. goes on yeah. for me. Yeah, and it's like I step into something that I've already been before right. or something. Right. It's hard to explain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So she does, and we're going to hear more about it. But she does have this really incredible show coming up on Saturday, yes. and you will get yes, to experience yes, yes. that light if you go to this show, mm-hmm. which you really yes. should. Oh yes, I'm very <laughs> excited for that. Yeah. But maybe we should get back to some more music. Uh, yeah. Well, or more quickly, influences, though. We've had another quickly, one. what about Pete Bernard? Just oh, yeah, because sure. Because that was an interesting song, mm-hmm. and we were commenting about his Dylan-esque. Yeah, yeah, during the break. That's right. Um, I I feel like just, again, he's, he's dark, you know, and, again, not afraid of his shadow. And he talks about... Um, he, he paints, he has sort of this pirate hint of the devil-esque mm-hmm. kind of thing going on with his music that's not like I'm a fan of the devil. I'm totally not. But <laughs> my, my point is he's just, um, he's, again, ex- exhibiting similar traits as Ani where he's just letting it, his vulnerability come out. However, he sort of has like this... Um, uh, illustrations that I can like almost see when I listen to his songs. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's like he's painting almost on a canvas yeah. with his words, and um, it's just so detailed. And and his uh, again, I think back then when I was really inspired by him, I was I was in my college ages, so I was a little more of a partier, I was a little more like angry back then and things like that. So that kind of darker music really just brought me to a place of peace. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he's bluegrassy and does a lot of really intricate guitar work that's just he's such a good player and i think that he's somebody that not a lot of people know his name he they just know his band the devil makes three right and so his first solo album was traveling light and flying solo and that was given to me by a friend in college again and i was just like wow this guy uh, I just never heard anything quite like him before mm-hmm. and because his voice is something about his voice and his soul. It's like mm-hmm. he, it he comes out, it comes yeah. out mm-hmm. totally through his, he's an old soul, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to a couple more influences. This is Tom Petty. Oh, you sing it, girl. India R.E. And then before that, we heard Tom Petty. You are listening to the Portland Playlist on Portland Radio Project with our in-studio guest, Laura Ivanson. Hello. Yay. Okay, so we were talking about about Tom, and one of the things that you were particularly talking about Tom Petty was the way that he recorded. So talk about that, because I think that's a really interesting approach with new music that you're coming out with, Mm -hmm. how you're approaching it in a much more analog sense. Absolutely. I mean, one of my biggest dreams since I got into this was to um, eventually get to a place where I was emulating the way he's recorded his music, Uh, which, of course, in the 70s and... um, even before a lot of people used analog uh, equipment and everything. And, and that's the big difference why it sounds so good. And also mm-hmm. it's all live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I've spent a, a majority of my a time of my career just performing live and live, live all the time. So a lot of the recordings that I hope to do as, in addition to the ones you're going to hear, mm-hmm. they're all live. <laughs> so you do you have the intention of live tracking everything? I really if at want, all possible? of okay. course, yes. I mean, just I feel like the presence mm-hmm. of Absolutely. the spirit within us and just like what comes through is just really there when everybody's there together. And it's really the only way I would ever choose to do it with other people being involved in it. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what we're aiming for. And I think that, mostly just in addition to the recordings like Tom Petty 
he's just sort of a rebel rocker with a, I think he has sort of a pure spirit that comes through as well. Um, And uh, there's something about him and that music that really got me at a young, very, very young age. Like the first tape I ever had was Tom Petty's greatest hits. Wow. Like I won it in an auction in like fifth grade or something. (laughs) Yeah. Like there was... (laughs) And my my teacher played guitar and we sang like old songs, you know, like, uh, you know, battle songs and stuff from like Civil War stuff. But like there would be an auction at the end of the songs that we sing. And like I won a Tom Petty tape from one of my best friends, like dad put it in there. Chad Bodwin, his dad (laughs) put it in there and I got this Tom Petty tape and I just I I wore it out. Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of how I determine my influences that of all time, because I have so many. Yeah. It's like which tapes and which CDs have I worn out? Right, right. And that was just one of the right. first ever that I got my hands on that I still, still love mm-hmm. so much. And he, of course, he plays, you know, that Rickenbacker twelve string, mm-hmm. and he plays a lot of acoustic, and of course some electric. But the guy's a, a player, mm-hmm. and as well as a pretty good singer. So, yeah, yeah, all well, around. His music just has stood the test of time, hasn't he it? Writes I mean, hits. I think every generation. Yeah. has grown up listening to Tom Petty. The man writes hits. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think that's the test of a, a someone who's going to stand the test of time, I should say, right. Right. is you got to write great songs, you know, and he does. So. Well, to yeah. see his music continue to be influential generation after generation right. yeah, and era after era, and he's had hits in every, in era, every era since he's been yeah. with the Heartbreakers. Yeah. So, Well, you know, his music, it tells the story of people's lives, mm-hmm. you know? And so once again, people relate to it because mm-hmm. they're talking, somebody is singing about what you're going through internally and they're just putting it out in a different way that you can't get out. So yeah, I just think that's always going to be a hit. Yeah. And he just, it just sounds, he made sure that his recordings just sounded mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Yep. He really took the time before he released it to make sure and, you know, I think that everyone deserves that. I just don't know if everyone takes that kind of time and, mm-hmm. you know, spends the kind of money and is patient and gets it right before they unleash yeah. it, right? Well, <laughs> well they I, can't I always do that. Well, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They can't always do that because they potentially don't have the musical chops to be able to do right. it. Right. So, yeah. you know, you have to be very confident in your own musical abilities and actually have the musicianship to be able to pull off yeah. the way mm-hmm. that somebody like Tom Petty, mm-hmm. Fleetwood Mac, some of the artists that we were talking yeah. about earlier, actually went into a studio and recorded. Yeah, so. just born to do it, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so why India RE? Oh, yeah, India. Because yeah. um, she's cool. I just, she's always, uh, the way she sings, yeah. she's just mm-hmm. really fluid. Um, beautiful, soulful voice that um, I just, ever since I started hearing her music, I I just couldn't help but sing along. And her music to me has this fusion of spirituality with yeah. it, these themes that throughout life, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what happens. And it's almost like she's putting those lessons in to remind herself yes. as yeah. well as everyone else. So it serves as this sort of uh, she's a beacon of light mm-hmm. through her through her songs, and I admire that so much. And I I've also, as a writer, really tried to always give that light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what was happening in the first, second, third <laughs> verse, you know. And I think that that is key to not really leaving people in the dark, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So she does a great job of that, and you know, unabashedly so. Just is very very in partnership with spirit and letting that come through her and not being, you know, kind of subjected to the world of pop that she was subjected to, to kind of be 
I would imagine from what I've read, just sort of a watered down version of that that mm-hmm. might be more digestible for people that aren't ready for sure. that type right. of sound or whatever. But she's found a way to carve out a really good place for herself. Absolutely. And, and she's I been really she's kind it. of stayed true to herself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because we were talking about boxes, you know, people want to put everybody in a box. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's really nice when you find an artist that doesn't want to conform to that, that really just wants to really listen to who they are as an artist yeah. Yeah. and just have the faith and the confidence to stick with that. Mm-hmm. Because be I'm sh- I can only imagine in, in an indus- music industry or any entertainment industry, you know, the pressure to be in a box, somebody else's box, not yeah, your you, own. You really have to know tremendous. who you are, mm-hmm. yeah. I think is what it comes down to, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to try to tell you who you are. Right. And at the end of the day, they're not you. And right. you have to go out there and believe everything that you're saying. Yep. Exactly. Because if you don't, yeah. it's not going to connect. Mm-hmm. People are going to know that you're a phony. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know? So yeah. you have to have know strength, thyself. strength, courage, and wisdom, just like India just like, was singing about. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No matter what level you're at, you, you know, mm-hmm. just in faith, you know. All right. Let's get into some of these originals. Yes, please. Okay. So you've had some morphing of your sound. Uh-huh. So talk about how that came about for you, sure. and then let's go right into this little this little gem cover. Of a cover. That, sure, that we yeah. Okay. A bit well, in earlier. a nutshell, um, I started out playing acoustic guitar, writing my own songs, um, and just getting live experience, playing with lots of people. And then I discovered a producer called Keith Schreiner, who produced a lot of ladies in town. That was really he's really just an amazing arranger. And I was just I kind of had I was a little bit obsessed with him because <laughs> I, I'd heard some of the music he'd done and the way he could. Really really, you know, produce around a female voice and not, not really like walk on it, you know, just really compliment the voice. And so I kind of went after him a little <laughs> until he said yes. And he, he was like, <laughs> yeah, sure. And so we created a, an EP project and three singles. And, um, all of that was based on my acoustic stuff. Okay. And now, um, you know, you'll hear maybe some of those today, but we're doing those songs now with full band mm-hmm. and they've, they've been sort of, they've gone through their own revolutions at this show on Saturday, January 28th. Um, they have more of an R&B rock feel. The soulfulness is always going to be a part of that because sure. that's, I think my natural tone mm-hmm. part of you. Yeah. yeah. And the, one of the things I really enjoyed about working with Keith was that he would get me to sing a little less vibrato mm-hmm. and more straighter because it was <clears throat> electronic you know like plugins and things mm-hmm. so um it doesn't really always fit to do the way that i would naturally sing so i got to stretch and expand in a totally different way as a vocalist in working with those tracks um and that was fun and ultimately i think everything's i really love electronic music it's yeah. always been um just so stuff that i listen to um, really kind of like sexy stuff like trent Moller and stuff yeah. that doesn't have a lot of vocals necessarily but um it sounds great with them. And I love Sia. I love um, Zero Seven and a lot of the kind of jazz, hip hop, R&B sounds that come out of that trip hop mm-hmm. era, like Portishead. And um, a lot of those vocalists are even soul singers as well. So like ultimately that w- at that time I was dreaming about that sort of a sound. Mm-hmm. And I think that all, are, all things are still possible. Yeah. It's just that that sort of is something that takes time to really develop because there's a lot more technology happening sure. and and uh, not a lot of people can play to a click track for example you got to right. find the right yes. people that are really about that kind of music that yeah. can so anyway um yeah so the the show on the 28th is at doug fur at the doug fur and the guys are gonna the first band that i'm gonna be playing with um 
is going to be Gerald Turner and um, Thaddeus Turner, the Turner brothers, and uh, Darius Wilrich, who are um, the band for the Digable Planets, basically. They just got back from their tour. and um, so That's so cool. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> They're really amazing. That's really neat. They're really fabulous musicians. And um, Maurice Bailey, as well, is going to be playing drums, and he's mm. played with everyone and anyone, mm-hmm. including... Uh, Stevie Nicks, who we talked about earlier. Um, but if you guys want to read awesome. more about that, just find the Facebook page. Um, Which we'll link on our website when we post the podcast from yeah. this but show. She's, Great, yeah, she has, uh, she has each, because you're doing three different sets. Yeah. That's right. And they're all different. Yes. And it's it's the new Laura, <laughs> what yeah. she's been working on for a year and a half, guys. I mean, wow. this is pretty incredible. But first, yes. let's get to some all right. Wonderful so cover. This will be a very recognizable cover, oh, yeah. but a really phenomenal version. We'll be playing this in the third set. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I will resist to see if you persist. Feel your truth move me. I'll keep the
Laura Ivancy, and that mm-hmm. was actually a live recording of Superior at the Bite of Oregon. The Bite of Oregon. Yes, right. It's called yes in 2015. Correct. Was it? Mm-hmm. And before that, we heard your version of Light My Fire. Correct. Why'd you choose that song? Well, first of all, who are the musicians that are playing on those songs? Because they're pretty darn pretty well known names, yeah. aren't they? Uh, yes, I. I am so happy that uh, I got to have uh, Gary Fountaine play bass on Light My Fire as well as Eddie Martinez on guitar and Ramsey Embick on the keys there. And also we had Rusty Cox in on the drums for that particular recording at the Hallowed Halls. So I'm very, very, very happy with how that turned out. And they are all so accomplished and so amazing. The people around us and what we're doing. I'm just so grateful that they're part of this because I couldn't do it without them. And they really just take it to a whole new level. So (laughs) that's incredible. They sounded great. Well, you all sounded great. I love that version of how did you decide how to do the version you did? Because it's pretty different. Actually, uh, my manager was the one that suggested this version that we of course, made into our own. It started from the Elaine Elias version of Light My Fire. And we were doing that. We performed it. And it was it was nice. It was really jazzy and mm-hmm. kind of slower than that. And um, Gerald Turner is an amazing bass player. He's also a Grammy-winning producer. Mm-hmm. And he's up in um, Seattle. And he'll be at the show playing in the first set with his um, with the Dibble Planets uh, band, the rest of their band. So it's amazing. I know. That's so cool. Anyhow, um, he, he suggested the, um, the kind of the groove aspect of how, how we made it our own. So a lot of people have contributed and collaborated mm-hmm. on this, which has made it magical yeah. as it does, the synergy. So How exciting. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to hear and be treated to a wonderful live performance from you right now. So we'll let you just kind of get yourself situated. And we have just a smidgen of business to do. So, you know, it is a brand new year. Well, I guess we're almost done with January, so it's not so brand new anymore. But uh, we are very, very fortunate to have had another year of sponsorship by one of our favorite sponsors, Bill McCracken Accounting and Tax Services in Oregon City. So Bill is actually one of our founding sponsors, he and his wife, Pam. They do our bookkeeping, actually, for Portland Radio Project. And they continue their support for community radio for you know, as many years as we've been here and all through 2017. So thank you, Bill and Pam. And what we hope that that kind of spawns all of you listeners to do is show your support as well, because we like to be able to continue to spotlight local artists like Laura Mm -hmm. and everybody that we get here on the Portland Playlist and all the various shows that we have here on Portland Radio Project. So make sure that you go to our website, which is prp.fm, and click Donate and throw us a couple of bucks. We would certainly love it. We would love it a lot. So please do that. And then we can keep this going, which also is commercial free. Right. So that is a big bonus. Right. (laughs) You don't get that in radio very often. Yes, you don't. But we still do have bills to pay. Everybody has bills to pay. Yes. And like I said, we like to be able to continue to bring you local artists like Laura. And her handsome Lance manager. (laughs) Handsome Lance manager. Handsome Lance manager. (laughs) All, All right, right. So now, now let's get into the live performance. Enough of that. <laughs> okay. This is Little Girl. I wrote this. This is a song about a realization and connection uh, because I often feel like I lose a part of myself uh, because I feel like the world um, 
oftentimes uh, wants us to show up as a serious adult. So, oh, this boo is, on this that. This is my 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 ode to my inner child. <clears throat> That is a song. fantastic song. Yeah. It's it makes me feel like it's 
the big girl talking to her little girl mm -hmm. self. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy when that comes through. Yeah, when people are like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so the song I'm going to do next is called Faith. And uh, to keep it short and sweet, I, I think there's two ways to go through life especially in those moments when you have those crossroads, inception, existential crisis moments. It's, um, it's really to choose a path of faith instead of a path of fear. And it's up to you to believe in yourself. Because if you don't, no one else will. <laughs> Discovery. 
just been a thrill to have you Thank here you in the studio us. with us. Pleasure. You had a lot of uh, fans on Facebook Live, oh, great. I just like to say. Thanks, Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> and January once, 28th. January 28th. Doug, Doug Fur. And she's got three sets that yes. she's playing, and they are all three going to be different. That's correct. This will be the second set. I'll yep. be doing acoustic with Julio Appling. The first set is, of course, the guys from Seattle that I mentioned earlier. And the last set, the last set is Portland's best, I like to say. Yeah, Jaybird Coder on guitar, uh, Tyrone Hendricks on the drums, Gary Fountaine on the bass, and Ramsey Embick on the keys. Those guys, a lot of those guys played on the recordings that you heard today, um, with the exception of Eddie Martinez. Um, Jay is going to take his place at the show, and uh, hope to see you guys there. It's going to be great. Also, I want to mention Trey Hardson, uh, Slim Kid 3. He founded the Far Side. He's going to lay down a DJ set, so he'll nice. keep the party going after about 11. So hope to see you there. Take care. <laughs> Doors open at 8. Show starts at 9. That's correct. Do Thank not you. miss Do it. Do not miss Doug it, because Fern. Laura's been working hard for the last year and a half, and mm-hmm. she is ready to unveil the three faces of Laura. Oh, man, the music (laughs) sounds so good.